I've been up since four, so guess what? It's a sleep episode. sleeping right so uh, I don't even have to convince anybody that's listening to this you you guys are already on my page and you know for some reason today I need you I need to talk to somebody that understands exactly where I am and what I'm feeling and right now I just feel like one of you or uh, at least a huddle of you are in here just kind of holding me and, and, and rocking with me back and forth because you get it you get that sleep if we ever learn how to do it again, it's a precious commodity. And what what happens? What happens when we when we come out of that fog of um, drinking and using, and we decide, oh my God, I, I, I think I want to sleep again. It's not there, right? I mean, there's there's nothing. I remember when I when I first quit. I think for the first. Um, well, I guess I would have to back up and and, and tell the whole story. When I first quit drinking and using, I still took sleeping medication. Um, in fact, for the first year that I was um, off of um, drugs, or I guess you could say recreational drugs and alcohol of any kind, I still took sleeping medication. In fact, I took it for the first year. I'm not tripping about that. I know some people in AA would have said, well, you weren't really sober, and I'd probably say, kiss my ass, as far as I'm concerned. I was, I was sober and, you know, but I, I continued to take this sleep aid for about a year. I remember when I ran out, um, it was New Year's Eve and I had my, um, my prescription was at a little mom and pop store. I had, I had actually played with my prescriptions for, for decades. So I would have um, an Ambien prescription at Rite Aid, and I'd, I'd have another one over at CVS, and I'd have one at Walgreens, and I'd have one at this mom and pop store. And so what I would, you know, sometimes successfully be able to do is bounce around my 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 prescription so I could get one in 15 days here and there because I was abusing them. But when I stopped drinking, I, I really did my best to make a 30 supply last a a 30 day supply last and but like clockwork I would go every 30 days and I would get my prescription filled I had cut out all my other um resources so to speak and I just had this one mom and pop pharmacy that I was still going to check it out when New Year's Eve hit and I think it hit um three years ago it must have been on a Friday um New Year's Eve came and I didn't get my medication. And so between New Year's and the new and and the first day of the new year, I ran out. Oh my God, I was I was in a panic. In fact, all of those those crazy behaviors came back. Um 
and I started thinking, okay, where can I go? Who can I call? How can I get um, some medication? Because I don't believe that I'm going to be able to go these four days. As a matter of fact, I know I wasn't going to be able to go four days. And so, um, I mean, I'm almost embarrassed to say it now, but I, you know, I scrambled over to my mom's house. I knew that she had um, my grandmother's old prescriptions with her. And I said, you know, my grandma used to take trazodone. Shit, that shit doesn't work for me, but it's better than nothing. And I actually left an event um, and ran to my mom's house um, with no one at home, snuck into her room, and I'm, I'm scrambling, and I'm, I'm looking frantic for my grandmother's medication, and I couldn't find it. I'm like, oh, wow. Is this, is this how I'm starting the new year? And you know what? That's how I started the new year. What's interesting about that, and, and I could say that the first four days of, of that new year, so it must have been the first four days of 2016, I was kind of like a walking zombie because I had no sleep medication and I couldn't get to the pharmacy until the second. They were closed for the weekend, so I actually went for from the 30th to the second um, with nothing. And I remember saying to myself, you know what, Sherry, if you can get to the second, then you've proven to yourself that you don't need anything, right? You've proven to yourself that you can that you can now take this last thing that you're you're kind of dependent on, um, okay, really dependent on, and 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 really just shore up your your um, sobriety game. So you know, I'd, I'd already kind of told myself if you can get to Tuesday, you're good. Well, you know, when we've been nesting. We, we don't, we have a tendency to not know how big our wingspan is. I didn't, does that make sense? It's, it's kind of like I had, I had been very carefully for that entire year taking my meds as prescribed, not being abusive, and, and just going through a routine of sobriety, um, not drinking, not using any drugs for an entire year. I had no idea how far I had come because I hadn't I hadn't stepped out. I hadn't stepped outside of the sleep aid to see if I could act if, if I could actually survive without it. I was surprised, <laughs> you know, I was I was I was surprised. It's kind of like when you're in the nest, you don't know how 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 wide your wingspan is. You've grown. And, 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 and when I realized, damn it, okay, this is, this is the first day, and okay, maybe I slept two and a half hours, but I slept. I was excited about that. By the fourth day, I was exhausted, and I slept a little bit more. That was my introduction to 2016. That was um, the end of my dependence on, on sleep medication, you know, Ambien had, had just been a, a demon for me. You know, I, I was addicted to um, regular Ambien. And I was also addicted to the sublingual one. And I, I can't think of the name of that one right now. Um, oh, that's going to bug me. But anyway, it, it, it was amazing for me to be able to get off of both of those. What happened after that is I became a little obsessive with my sleep because with each week, I learned how 
to get a little bit better at it. You know, I started reading books on how to sleep. Um, I started looking up information on the internet. You know, I let everybody know, or everybody already knew that was close to me that sleep was a big problem. But even at work, um, I had a couple, of, a couple of doctors that I chatted with who also struggled with sleep and had attended a couple of sleep studies. And I just really began to gather this information to try to figure out, oh my God, now that I've learned how to sleep, how do I now start creating a routine and really nurturing that routine? Because I never want to not be able to sleep again. There was some great advice that I got, right? Um, and, I, and, 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 and I took it. I took it all. Um, starting with only drinking coffee, you know, in the morning. I, I didn't have any more caffeine after noon. Um, I didn't have any sugar late at night. I didn't eat at all after seven. I made sure that I exercised every day. Um, and the brain dump. Let's let's talk about the brain dump because I, I think the brain dump is so important. The main reason why we are not sleeping is because our mind is too active, right? Our mind is just too active. And you know, for for me, even though I was sober, it, it wasn't it wasn't that I had really figured out how to quiet my mind. I was just defiant. You know, I was just basically telling addiction, addiction kiss my ass, you know. But but it it, it wasn't that I had figured everything out that was bugging me. It wasn't that I had worked through all of my issues. They were still there. And so I, I think the biggest thing that I learned how to do that really became valuable for me was I would brain dump every single night. I had a journal and it um, was right by my bed. Let me back up. Let me back up. The, 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 the first thing that I did was I had to recognize that I couldn't stimulate myself in the evening with, with, with certain TV shows, with, with certain music, with certain conversations even. I kind of became somewhat, somewhat reclusive in the sense that while I was building this routine, I just couldn't afford to let anything interrupt it, right? So I was very careful about the things that I watched. Um, Walking Dead, that was out the door. I don't know, law and order out the door, another 48 hours out the door. Anything that stimulated a whole lot of of anxiety or energy, even though it might have been entertaining, I had to I had to knock it off. It was Animal Planet every day, all day. <laughs> and if it wasn't Animal Planet, it was Food Network, right? So, you know, I, I would spend maybe an hour or so doing that. And then what I really learned to love how to do, again, was read, you know. So maybe the, the last hour before I actually got into bed, I was reading. Um, but when I did finally get into bed, I would brain dump. And this this brain dump didn't really have to, to have any rhyme or reason. It just allowed me to get everything that was out, that was in, out, right? So and it was interesting because I would brain dump and I would say, oh my God, I didn't know I was still aggravated about that. Or, oh, I mean, I already, I already apologized for that. Am I still feeling guilty about that situation? You'll be surprised how many things are in your head that you're still going to bed with and you're, and you're carrying that with you. So I would brain dump just to get everything out. And then <laughs> I, would, um, I would turn on Andrew Johnson. And Andrew Johnson has a, has a I think before Calm came out and you, know, you have all these, these meditation apps that are out there now. But Andrew Johnson was the first one that I found um, a few years back 
And um, I, I loved it because he has this little icon, just this little head, and the, and the, and the head looks so peaceful. Um, and and he, he gives different um, guided meditations for um, anxiety, for insomnia, for, for developing healthy habits, for breaking bad habits, on and on and on. He, he has this, this, this whole package that you can buy from, from him. But I, I would turn him on and, and just let him count me down. It was good stuff. And slowly I just learned how to um, honor this routine every single night. And I began to sleep. And I began to sleep longer. And I began to enjoy it. And I began to look forward to it. And sleep became a big deal. It became a big deal. What do we do? I, I think a, I think a lot of us that are that are in sobriety um, or even in recovery are are usually there because we're givers by nature, right? We're we're, we're givers by nature. We're we're empaths by nature. We're we're always pouring out of our cup and and sometimes pouring from an empty cup, and and a lot of times that that's what leads us to use. Um, or self-medicate anyway, because we can't seem to, to figure out how to, um, to nurture ourselves. And, and so there's a hole there, right? There, there's a hole there that we feel with, with substances. So I, I think it's, it makes sense that a lot of us struggle with, with knowing how to, to clear our head, knowing how to sleep, knowing how to relax. Um, You might have caught a pause there. I actually paused for a second. Um, I, I think I did a pretty good job for the, for the first 12 minutes talking about my experience with sleep. You know, I kind of want to get to some meat and, and maybe some, some personal issues because this is, this is real. If you've, if you've been where we have been and you, and you lost the gift of sleep, right? You, you lost it um, because alcohol and drugs takes it away. It takes it away. And your, 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 your rhythm, just, just your, 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 your rhythmic innate ability to, 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 to wake up in the morning naturally and without stimulating yourself with coffee and, and to go to sleep naturally without sedating yourself with medication. That rhythm is, is just, you're chasing it because you want it. But if, if you haven't experienced that, you won't understand it, right? Have you, have you guys been in situations where you're, you're trying to explain to, to somebody else that sleep is a really, really, really big deal? It's a really big deal because there was a time when you didn't sleep. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of there, you know, I'm kind of there and, you know, I, I, I'm just at a loss somewhat because, you know, what do you do? What do you do when, okay, let me, let me just throw it out there. What do you do if you, um, need to get to bed at, at 10, but your partner is a night owl and, and they don't come to bed till three? You know, how do you navigate that? How do you navigate if you work you know, a traditional nine to five job, but your, but your partner works a third shift, you know, 
there are there are there are there are times when you're not going to be on the same routine. You're not going to be on the same page where sleep is concerned. You're not even going to have the same need. You know, some people can can function on a on a high level with four hours of sleep. Other people need eight hours of sleep. You know, what do you do? I am um, I'm, I'm I've kind of struggled with this myself, so I can't I can't say that I, that I have all the answers, but I can say this, and and, and this was something that was told to me way before I got sober, but it, it stuck with me. And, you know, I was talking to my dad years ago and he was, he was telling me about his pastor and how his pastor had, had wanted to, he had, he had been overweight and he wanted to lose a lot of weight. He needed to lose a lot of weight. And he, he, he couldn't figure out how to get his family on board. In fact, his family didn't really get on board at first. If I remember the story correctly, so, you know, he basically just had to, to grind for himself. He basically had to say, you know, this is this this is this is my food, these are my meals, this is my routine, this is my program, this is my bedtime. And so what he would do at eight o'clock at night, my dad says, is he would he would go in and you know, after spending time with his family and you know, still doing the family thing, um, after and then after honoring his routine, he would go to his family and he would say, Listen. I'm about to shut my stuff down, right? And I don't want to be interrupted. And he did that because he had a goal and the goal was to lose weight. I get it now because I have noticed, you know, and, and, and this is just a sidebar real quick, but I've noticed in the past couple of weeks that the later I stay up, the more I eat, right? It's like, you know, I can, I can, I can pretty much control myself until about 10 o'clock. But if I start staying up till 11, 11, 30, 12, I'm ready to snack again. And sometimes ready to eat again, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a bowl of cereal, something. And so, you know, it makes sense to me that, 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 that this man that was really trying to honor what he was doing had to say to himself, Hey, this is my routine and I'm not going to deviate from it because if I do, I'm not successful. I think, and I'm going to pause. Well, it's hard for me to talk and and look for something at the same time. I mean, I, I think I can, I can do it. But I wanted to go to my feed from the other day because I posted a sleep um, post and really got some really really good feedback, suggestions from people on what they do. And um, I'm thinking, hey, let's let me shout shout some of these out. If you are sleepless um, in your city or in your bed or wherever. Um, some people came up with some really, really good ideas. I'm just going to throw them out there. Um, the sober verse, she said, try meditation. Uh, the calm app can be very helpful. Um, total tea diaries. Um, she takes melatonin. Um, I take melatonin, you know, for a while I abused melatonin. Go figure. I would take two and supposed to take one, but yeah. <laughs> um, another person does yin yoga, um, ocean waves on relaxed melodies app. Lavender essential oil, love those. And then 478 breathing. Whoever knows more about 478 breathing, um, hit me up. I want to know more about that. Um, valerian root tea. Okay, valerian root tea. Very calming, um, but you don't want to use it too often. Got that. Um, here's something interesting. Somebody said that they actually use um, story cassettes that they used to listen to when they were a child. Um, Hmm. I get it. 
I get it. There's another person that uses calm and then someone else said magnesium. These are all really, really great tips, right? My top five, my top five that I'm going to shoot out there for you. Number one, you want to limit your external stimuli. That's key. You got to have more books and less TV. You know, that's that's more more reading, less TV, and I promise you, you'll sleep a little bit better. Um, number three, no sugar before bed. Um, try to get some daily exercise in. And number five, if you haven't heard about it, sofagio frequencies. Sofagio frequencies. I listen to those every night. Um, and then I guess the asterisk to all of this is just to honor it. You know, you... You, you Once you find something that works for you, you deserve to make space for it in your life, even if nobody gets it. Even if nobody gets it. You know, us, us meth users know that the one, one of the ways you can tell that, that, it, that people are using meth or people are smoking crack, well, you know what it is. Every single light in the damn house is on, right? Every single light is on. You know, everything is, is, is popping. The TV's going, the microwave is going, you know, the music is playing, you know, your computers are being taken apart. Oh, everything is going. You're washing clothes, you're painting in another room. One of the best reminders when I first got sober that I was actually on the right path was waking up every morning to nothing to absolute silence, no lights on, no TV going, everything had rested. It was just the best feeling, damn, progress.